Well, it is so good to be back with you today. Those of you here in the room and for those of you worshiping with us online, it is great to be back among you and with the community here at Gayton. We're going to begin a four-week worship series entitled The Lampstand. So how many of you have ever been involved in the construction of your home, whether it was custom-built or something you began from the beginning, or that you were involved in the plans. If you have, and some of you have, you know the level of detail that's required in building a home. It usually starts with you having a vision of of things that, of rooms in your house. You start to think about rooms where you're going to prepare meals and eat together, rooms where you're going to fellowship together, rooms where you're going to sleep and bathe, rooms for storage, rooms where you can have views of the outside. You, you have all of these ideas of the rooms that are going to create your home. And then you start talking to an architect. And the architect becomes a dream weaver of sorts. The architect takes takes the vision that you have, the the rooms that you believe, that you see in your mind, and and the architect starts to to bring shape to those. Eventually, there are changes, things you want to expand, things that you want to make smaller, and and eventually, you're done. You have the plans. But that's really just the beginning. Because then when construction begins, you've got to make all of the decisions In every room, what type of lighting is going to be in there? You pick out the lights. How are those lights going to be turned on? You pick out the wall switch. And it doesn't end there. There's cabinets, there's appliances, there's countertops, there's showers, there's baths, there's flooring, there's what goes on the walls, the the amount of decisions that you've got to make seem nearly endless. It requires great attention to detail. The scripture passage we're going to read this morning has great attention to detail. Now the setting is Mount Sinai. The Israelite people are 90 days removed from nearly 400 years of Egyptian slavery. And they have landed at Mount Sinai just three months free. God has given Moses the Ten Commandments. God has given Moses instructions on how he's to handle grievances. God has given Moses instructions on what to do when those among the family break the law. The relationship is coming together. And it's here in the passage we're going to read where God is giving Moses the specifics on how to build the tabernacle. Tabernacle is going to be the place where they worship. It's going to be the place where they bring their offerings, where they make their sacrifices to God. So there is a tremendous amount of detail that goes into the construction of the tabernacle. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to, we're in Exodus, we're in the 25th chapter, 
We're going to pick it up with the 31st verse. Exodus chapter 25, verses 31 through 40. Make a lampstand of pure gold. Hammer out its base and shaft and make its flower-like cups, buds, and blossoms of one piece with them. Six branches are to extend from the sides of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. Three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on one branch, three on the next branch, and the same for all six branches extending from the lampstand. And on the lampstand, there are to be four cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms. One bud shall be under the first pair of branches extending from the lampstand, a second bud under the second pair, and a third bud under the third pair, six branches in all. The buds and branches shall be of one piece, with the lampstand hammered out of pure gold. Then make it seven lamps and set them up on it so that they light the space in front of it. Its wick trimmers and trays are to be of pure gold. A talent of pure gold is to be used to the lampstand and all these accessories. See that you make them according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. A tremendous amount of detail. God is very specific in how this one particular piece, this lampstand, is to be constructed. Now, what we didn't read was all of the detail related to the entire tabernacle. I mean, God has told Moses what the exact dimensions are to be of the tabernacle. He's told, told Moses the size of the entrance into the tabernacle. He's given him the exact square footage of the most the most holy place because it's in the most holy place at the Ark of the Covenant which is a chest that's to be constructed out of pure gold in which the Ten Commandments are to be kept and for you 1980's movie buffs this is what Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark was after the Ark of the Covenant so God is giving Moses all of these dimensions the exact size of the Ark of the Covenant and then the curtain that's going to separate the most holy place from the holy place. Because within the holy place, there's going to be a golden table. An altar of incense. And a lampstand. The lampstand is where we have turned our attention today. And there's a lot of detail. That God has given related to this lampstand. Because it has a specific purpose. And it's to be in a specific place. See the lampstand was to be lit at night. And to never lose its flame. Because the lampstand represented the glory of God. Do you see why God is so specific in how they're to build where they're going to worship and to the amount of detail that goes into the lampstand? Because it's going to represent the glory of God. Now some might think, Gosh, that's a whole lot of detail. You know, what, what's, what's the connection? What, what's the, 
what's the connection to who we are and where we are today? Well, think about your life right now. If you were to construct a lampstand that represented your life, out of what would you build it? Where would you place it? Could you light it? And if you lit it, upon what would it shine? Would your lampstand in any way reflect your relationship with God? See, that's part of the importance here of the lampstand. God wanted it constructed a certain way to represent his honor in his presence. And kind of the same holds true for us today. See, the lampstand was this combination of efforts between the entire community. Because while God gave the specific instructions on how it was to be built and to where it was to be placed, it was up to the people to bring the oil. You know, a lampstand can't burn without oil. And so all of the community, all of the people brought the oil so that the lampstand could be lit. So it was a community effort. It was like the church of today. If we're going to have the oil to represent the glory of God, it takes all of us. It takes all of the people bringing forth the oil, bringing forth the energy so that we can properly represent the glory of God. And now there were priests within the community and they had a certain responsibility as well. When the oil was brought by the people, the priests, they were kind of keepers of the flame. They, they had to light the lampstand because that could not burn out because it represented the glory of God. So they had the responsibility to light it. So it was indeed an entire community effort because it took the people to bring the oil and then the priest to light the flame. And it's amazing to me how this chapter tucked way back in Exodus in which there's a tremendous amount of detail. And some people might say, well, that's boring and let's skip over it. But it's amazing how this is preparing us to be the church today. Because see, what God knew is that the tabernacle was temporary. The temple was built when the nation of Israel got to a permanent place. And God knew eventually that temple would become the church of Jesus Christ. So all of this detail, way back here in Exodus... Is preparing us for who we are today. That it takes the community, it takes the church as a whole to bring forth the oil so that then a staff can work with the congregation to appropriately represent the glory of God. Now, the, the priests in Exodus had another responsibility. Not only were they to light the lampstand, but they were to put it in the exact location that God had given the description for. 
so that it could appropriately represent the glory of God. So if, as any church, if we light the lampstand and then we put it in the wrong place, we have failed. Because that's not what God asked us to do. There's also an opportunity for individuals. What if I, as, the, as your interim preacher, decided I was going to light the lampstand and then I was going to use it to illuminate my face, to cast my shadow? We'd be in a world of trouble. Because it's not about me. It's about the glory of God. Now, there have been and there will always be faith leaders who want to carry that lampstand out front so that it can shine brightly on their face and cast their own shadow. And when they do that, they do not bring honor to the glory of God. So whether it's a member of a church staff, member of a praise team or choir, a deacon, a volunteer in the youth department. No one needs to take charge and hijack the lampstand because it must always reflect the glory of God. Now, what happens if a church as a whole, lights its lampstand and then gives it away to a particular cause or a political party or an issue. When that happens, it ceases to be a reflection of the glory of God because it becomes more about a particular issue and an agenda and it does not reflect the glory of God. Now, let me pause and be clear. The church always has a voice when it comes to issues of justice and mercy, of life and death and equality. So no matter what the issue that may be being discussed, that may be front and center, the church has a voice. That voice must first and foremost be a reflection of the glory of God. And that not only needs to inform the church, it needs to inform each of us individually. And so God says, this is how you should build the lampstand. And this is where you should put it. And if we ever say, you know, I know how to build a better lampstand. I really know where it should go. Then we've fallen short. We have missed the mark of what God has called us to do as a church. But let's also think about that individually. Think about your lampstand. Do you know where it is? 
Have you ever run out of oil? Have you ever forgotten your oil? Have you ever lit it and put it in the wrong place? Have you ever lit it and let somebody else take control of it? Have you ever had a, a, a time in your life where you had no idea what a lampstand was? <laughs> or what it meant? Or its purpose in your life? And the truth is, if we all live long enough, we're going to have those seasons in our lives. We're going to have those seasons when we forget oil. We're going to have those seasons when we run out of oil. And that's the beauty of sharing life and faith together. Because when you have those seasons when you run out of oil, when you don't have oil, when you've even lost your lampstand, when you don't know what it means, when you don't know how to build it, when you've let somebody else take it, when you don't know what it should mean in your life, that's where we as a community of faith come in. Because when you've forgotten your oil, or run out of oil, we're here to help you find some. When you've lit your lampstand and you don't know where you put it, we're here to help you find it. When you've lit your lampstand and given it away to someone else and they've taken control, we're here to help. If you have no idea how to build it, what it means, the role it can play in your life. That's why we're here. Way back, 90 days freed from slavery, God gave these very specific instructions on a lampstand. And I want to light it today. want it to be a reminder about who we are as a church. About what it means to be a community of faith. Rooted in trust and hope and unity that is intended to reflect the glory of God. So, Gaten Church, where's your lampstand? For each of you individually, where's your lampstand? And what are you doing with it? Let's pray. God, it is so humbling to realize that detailed instructions given right at the beginning of freedom of your people could inform us today as church that we too are brought together as a community of faith to reflect the glory 
of you as our God. That we indeed are here to encourage, to equip, to teach, to help people find their lampstand and what it means in their lives. That in so many ways you have called us to be the reflection of who you are to the world. May we never lose sight of that. May we take hold of that responsibility and be accountable to you as our God. That indeed, our lampstand might shine bright and reflect fully upon your face as our God of hope, our God of grace, and our God of love. In all of this we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ.